This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, Mr. Adam X, the Pursuit Podcast, the podcast for the people, by the people, by the per- person, me, by me. Yes, Pursuit for the people, by the per- people. Uh, weird episode this week. Not weird, but just, you know, I'm thinking all these people DM, they got gripes, they got stuff to talk about, so why not let, let's talk about it. So I have three separate guests on this episode. They do about 10 to 20 minutes each. It's super fun. It's really fun for me. I've got Noah Dines, who is going to beat... Let me look this up. He's going to ski 3 million human-powered feet in 2024 to break the record of the most uphill vert in a year. So, I I, I don't know. We don't know if it's going to happen. But I talked to Noah. Why? What? How? Why are we doing this? What's happening? Uh, Then I've got Jake Dubay. Uh, you guys may know him if you've ever DM'd Line Skis. He's the mastermind behind that, along with Connor Clayton, who's been on the EP. We just talk about pitch decks. Uh, you know, the mixtape, the the ski edit is done, it's dead, and now it's about pitch decks. So we talk good, bad, ugly, kind of an inside track on like if you want to be a sponsored skier, what that looks like, what do you write, what do you do? You put together a pitch deck. So we talk about it. And then, you know, my last guest, I don't even know the order of this, so you're just going to have to find out when you listen, uh, slid into my DMs, he wrote real simple words, he wrote, Val fucking small resorts, so it's about 10 minutes, and David Crone, Crony, Crone, just gave him the mic, and let him go, because that's what we do here at the Pursuit Podcast, we have fun, and you know, these opinions are theirs, they are not my own. And if you've got some gripes, slide into my DMs at Mr. Adam X. Or if you've got something you want to talk about that's not a gripe and you want to shine light on something, let's do it. That's the point of this podcast, is to have conversations. And this podcast wouldn't be possible without our wonderful sponsors. So I want to give a shout out to my friends over at Rumple. You guys know them. You love them. They're blankets. They're made from the same outdoor techie material of all your favorite outdoor gear. And, you know, here's what I'm trying to really, like, drive in for you people. These things are for everywhere. They're not just for the back of your truck or your van. Or, like, they're for sitting by campfires. They're for snuggling into bed with on the couch watching Netflix. This blanket is made for everywhere. They're waterproof. They're fire resistant. They're good. Like, I use them. I, I don't know. I don't know if I own another product that I use more than the original Puffy Blanket. I've had mine way before we even started thinking about having them as sponsor as a show. Head on over to rumple.com. There's a, there's a little code in the show. Show links below. Slide to my DMs. I'll send it to you at rumple.com. Check them out. Let's get right. I think let's get into this episode and we'll uh, sprinkle in a couple more, a uh, couple more ads in between. Love you. Late. Sounds good. Yeah. So I put it out. Uh, what are your gripes? What are you mad about? What do you want to talk about? And David popped on and said, Vale fucking small resorts, I think is the quote. Yep. So hit me with it. What do you got? All right. So growing up in central PA, 
diehard skier. It's a little tough in central PA, but we had this gem, big boulder, 500 foot. They just threw rails on shit that should not have had rails. It multiple years, number two park in the East had a whole culture rad riders coming out of here i'm just a mediocre park skier hitting rails once in a while but it's sweet having a place like 45 minutes away from school get out of class in the afternoon go hit it up vale comes i think it's what summer 19 buys up all the peak port uh peak resorts portfolio and just fucks big boulder fire the marketing guy after the first season terrain parks go down to like two box rails on a fucking green circle end up reworking the trails, renaming everything, ripping out all the lifts, just destroy the entire culture there. So that's the kind of the focal point of my anger. And then just kind of watching across their entire portfolio, how they just go in and cannibalize resorts, sterilize, corporatize, do whatever kind of bullshit they do. Now what? They're not even they're not even handing out physical passes. All of it's digital on your phone. Like they are just like the absolute worst like the epitome of how awful corporate skiing is. You get, like especially going up through New England because I skied a lot of the peak resorts on the peak pass for the the years prior to Vale buying them out. So Mount Snow was cool always like not the best mountain it's really just uh the mountain for intermediate skiers that don't want to make the drive to better mountains a bunch of park rats that always have some dumb shit to say to you but cool place stowe well i guess stowe was never peak but even places like wildcat where you've got some of the best terrain in the east some of the most snow uh you're going to get and they just come in it's not it doesn't fit the veil portfolio doesn't have a bunch of hotels doesn't have a bunch of fancy restaurants so they get no no attention no backing there's no attempts to improve any of the infrastructure they're not making snow just completely boning the locals out of wildcat and just broadly speaking when they have kind of channeled all like their entire skier base into a handful of resorts and then you've got small places like i don't know uh got montage in pennsylvania still doing all right in places like shawnee they all just jump they have to jump on the indy pass which i am the biggest advocate of but you're almost putting all of these independent mountains that aren't on a gigantic mega pass on life support because they just don't they don't get the foot traffic because Vale and Altera, whoever else is able to just siphon, siphon all the kind of, I don't know, not hardcore skiers and people that are just like, oh, it's super easy. Like Vale's great. They just grab an Epic Pass. I'll go to Okima <laughs> once a year. So like people that like say they go skiing, but they're really from Texas. They go to Breckenridge. They spin out in one of the roundabouts and then just like some 300 pound dude on ski blades like this is the shit i see there and then i go to cool ass mountains like saddleback or cannon like places that still have a soul about them and it's just it's night and day so i don't know it's a little all over the place really really hate veil i uh i ditched the epic and icon entirely for the first time last year just got the indie pass um ski cooper and mount bohemia spent less than the price of a full epic and had a way better season way more options way better options so that would be my advice to everybody just ditch the corporate bullshit and go have some real skiing fun yeah it's 
it's hard, right? Because it's almost a necessary evil. But I always do question. I'm very familiar with the Big Boulder situation. Uh, oh, dude, it just the, drives me nuts. The marketing fellow that they fired is a good friend of mine. Uh, I know the culture that they created there, and I know a lot of people that lost their jobs there from the old content factory uh, and, you know, moved on to other things. But the thing, like, I get Val. I understand it. I understand the epic pass, and I I like a lot of the good of it because I think there is. It makes – I travel all over, and I wouldn't be able to afford to travel and ski – these big resorts if I didn't have an Epic or an icon, but I don't, what I don't understand is why they would even think about scooping a place like big Boulder. It's a feeder hill to just destroy it. Yeah. But like it's, you know, and maybe they want a Jack Frost or maybe it was just part of the peak deal, you know, like, but that's what I never understand is why, some resorts, maybe it's not a big boulder because that could have been part of the peak package, right? But yes. like, why are we? Why are they scooping up these little resorts just to kill them? Just let them live, let them exist, and then you know you can scoop the big mega resorts or your stows or like that's fine. And like, sure, I don't always like what they do, but like they're a monster. It's a giant entity. There's a hundred billion decisions being made. Uh, I don't agree with all of them. I don't disagree with all of them. But I do think, you know, the Poconos little sector there, the big boulder thing, uh, especially for the locals there, that one hit hard. And I'm sure there's other yeah. places that that hit really hard. But there are not – I don't think there's any resort I've ever been to in in my whole existence of being a skier that had more character than big boulder. And to see Absolutely. it completely get dissolved is like – you had to try. You had to try to make yeah. it that bad that quickly. Um, so it, I don't know. I don't, there is no answer, right? Like it's, it sucks yeah. and it happened. Like it's, it feels like a personal attack to you, you oh, know? Yeah. And then I go, uh, you know, I, we still have a big private resort here and it's amazing. But and like the one side of me is like, man, I wish they'd get bought because then I could buy an Epic or an icon pass for a thousand and get my local pass like that sounds ideal, but we forget about how much control and power they actually have and what they can change. Yeah. And that's, and like, I completely understand why they buy a big boulder, why they buy a white tail, why they buy a paoli peak. Like they're all small mountains, but they're localized to large population centers. So you got big boulders like an hour and a half from Philly, if that. Paoli Peaks close to Indianapolis. You got Whitetail and Liberty are just a short drive up from D.C., Baltimore, and Virginia. So it's the exact – it's the game plan that Peak Resorts had. They just overextended themselves, invested way too much money in Hunter, that stupid expansion, (laughs) and all all, all the shit at Mount Snow. Like you could tell they had no plans on actually following through. They're just like, let's dump a shitload of money, make it really appealing, and then one of the big guys will buy us, and sure enough. And so Vale just, they're a one size fits all. They're like, well, this this recipe works at Vale, Beaver Creek, Park City. Let's just try to push it on the smaller guys because we don't, we don't care. They're just a way to feed the bigger mountains. It's just somebody in New York City who goes on one or two ski trips a year out to fucking Keystone, they're like, oh, it's snowing this weekend in the Poconos. I'm just going to hop on a tour bus and invade the Poconos. (laughs) So, like, 
so I get it from that end where you're that person wouldn't be at Jack Frost on that day, but now they are because they have an Epic Pass and they're buying like fourteen dollar beers, yeah, or some shit like that. But, so like I get the business end. It's just oh, it pisses me off. It's like it's a complete understanding, but. Ooh, yeah, but it'd be like buying line <laughs> skis and like turning them into like a racing brand. Like it just doesn't. It's oh, so yeah. bizarre. Um, but clearly, they're making more money than us. It does suck. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be less uh, fuck Vale. I just am because it it can consume <laughs> you. Uh, but it doesn't affect me directly, so it's very easy for me to be less of that because I'm just not like it. I don't have that problem. And I'm sure if they took my local resort, even though I like the idea of buying a one pass and getting a local and being able to travel, I couldn't imagine what they would do. Uh, but I think the whole, I mean, we're, I'm going to cut you off quickly here, but okay. the whole <laughs> point of this really is like support your local resort. Cause like, absolutely. We all hate it. We all, that's part of it, but like support it by the pass, you know, go to the community meetings and speak up because it could be big boulder is a perfect example. Like it could be gone quickly. Like, oh, yeah. boom, it's over. So I don't know, David, thanks for the call. Quick interruption here. How, how was that? Kind of neat, right? A little different episode there. A little different, a little different. We're going to sprinkle them in, give everyone a little voice. Uh, this podcast wouldn't be pro- wouldn't be possible without our friends over at Mammut. You know them, you love them. I've been saying that a lot lately, but that Berry Vox is it's it. It's the answer for outdoor safety. Like it's really if you're hanging out in avalanche terrain, you better have a transceiver. You better know how it works. You better know like how to shovel, how to dig, and you know the Berry Vox transceiver, Avi Beacon, whatever you want to call it. It makes it so simple simple navigation clear instructions uh it's just like it doesn't really get any better than that i mean there maybe there's all these better tech in the world i don't know the answer to that but knowing how to use it and having it work cleanly simply just that's the answer it's it really it's that simple berry box avalanche beacon from our friends over at mammut I got I got codes. I think I got codes. I might not, but I think I do. It's it's honestly Berry Box shows the powerful performance and sophisticated search guidance that does not need to be complicated. I can't hammer that any more than I already am. Simple, intuitive, easy to use. The Berry Box from Mammut. Check it out. Mammut.com. You hear that? Sounds like a loon. It's not. It's Sierra Nevada Hop Splash, sparkling hop-infused water. It's nothing better than a day of mountain biking or hiking. And with you know, you get back to your car, you got some fresh fizz in your cooler. Stay hydrated with Sierra Nevada Hop Splash, sparkling water, zero alcohols, maximum flavor, infused with Citra Armarillo hops for a refreshing medley of peach, mango, and grapefruit. Did you get all that? Sierra Nevada, our favorite, hop splash, sparkling hop-infused water, zero alcohol, zero calories, refreshing, hydrating, available everywhere. So go get yourself some. All right, let's get back into the EP, baby. Well, tell everyone who you are so everyone knows who we are talking to, Mr. Important over here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm Jake Dubay. I'm out here in Seattle, Washington. Um, yeah, I currently am our social media marketing coordinator for Line Skis. So the front face brand of Line that you get to see out on social, that's basically my voice. Um, and I execute that from our marketing uh, director, Connor Clayton. So I'm basically the guy that, you know, puts the sign seal delivered on the envelope that Connor kind of writes the letter for. So that's pretty good uh, roadmap of what I do here at Line. So if I DM Line, am I DMing you? You are a thousand percent always DMing Jake Dubay here. Um, you're going <laughs> to... You're, you're going to get back a WWE gif uh, 90% of the time and uh, probably a really good uh, answer on what, what pair of skis you want to <laughs> remain how many, how many DMs does Lion get a day? Um, actually, I have a, a really good number for this because marketing was curious on this. Um, it's currently averaging at about uh, 53, including mentions. So we're getting about 53 DMs a day. That doesn't seem like a lot, but it's generally like... That stresses me it? out. Uh, I, I absolutely, this, this is why every social media uh, specialist, they say they don't have a therapist. I'm honestly questioning, are they even <laughs> meant for the job? Because I, I now, it, it overflows into my personal, my personal. The other day, I had like 27 mentions and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, like wow, I, do not disturb button has never been more useful. It's, <laughs> it's amazing how we forget Cause they're not always nice things either. Like we're, ye we're yelling at a brand, a ski broke, or like, I don't know, skis are expensive. Like you, it's hard not to take it personal. Cause like you yeah. are representing line skis, even though you're a human, someone says like, Oh, I smashed a million rails and my edge fell out. And you're like, no shit kid. Like obviously, but you can't say that. So you're just like, Oh, well send it to our warranty department. <laughs> like, Dude. And, and the craziest part is like now with the way media is evolving, like I'm not just getting DMS. I'm, I'm getting like personal messages because people figure out I'm running this as well as online, like voice messages. Like I, you find people who find the address of our building and start sending like a warranty pair back straight to the office that I'm like, <laughs> Hey, fill out this warranty form. And they're like, Oh, well I saw your address, but yeah, it's a, it, there's no robots involved here, folks. Like the AI might be right in the copy, but it is not getting back to the messages. Let me tell you, I wish it was. It's all you. So I posted a thing on the internet today for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, and I just said, what do you want to talk about? What are you mad about? What do you, what do you just, what do you, how do you feel? What's going on? And, uh, Jake slid in and he said, how athletes pitch ideas, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I'm going to kind of give it to Jake, let him just kind of give you the inside track. Maybe you're, you know, I, I think about it. Like I know a little bit, yeah. but like, how do they get funding for that? Or how did that idea come to life? So I'm just going to give you the floor. I'm going to try to keep my mouth shut as much as possible. And we'll just kind of roll with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this is such an interesting topic, like for me, like when I first started at line, you, you see as like, oh, an athlete pitches an idea. It just snap, it evolves. They got filmer, it, go ahead, great. Uh, the whole execution cycle is a little bit more complex and as well, like you can make it real easy on yourself. You can make it really hard on yourself. So me coming in, I was pretty naive. Every deck we got from an athlete, a, a young gun, like whatever. We, we basically, and let me define what a deck is here before I describe <laughs> how I even understand a deck to start. So a, a deck for everybody who doesn't understand. So me working at line with Connor, my boss, 
we have athletes that want to do rad shit and they most of them some of them have funding if you're a pro athlete uh quote unquote like if you're a professional athlete you may have a budget that you can use to you know make a dream a reality but you might be like hey i want a little bit more on top so pro may submit a deck to get a little bit more funding for a project on top of existing funding we may already give them now we break it down to a lower level amateur or even somebody who isn't an am athlete um at line so an amateur athlete isn't necessarily getting like probably more getting project funding um and from there maybe just being invited to team shoots if they're lucky like they're they're not at the level of the pro yet so we get decks from like those folk who are looking for full funding for a project and maybe float skis for a season to like show their worth show this project in scope so that pretty much defines like the landscape there and the deck is essentially hey i got this cool idea i want to mix fly fishing and skiing together somehow in this cool project to show off a b and c and it, the gambit here is across the board folks so like if you have a deck the deck may be centered on a mission you have so maybe you want to go heli skiing with these two guys or two gals or whatever and you want to show off like an alaskan adventure or like you want to do this and that so i'm going to keep that very like broad before i get into archetypes of a deck which is <laughs> going to be very fun for everybody to like understand like oh wow i didn't know i should be asking for that so like i'll break it down a little deeper here um so when i first started at line i get a deck and i'm like oh my god this is amazing you you just like when you're a deer in headlights working for this company you've been trying to work for for almost your whole life uh, essentially you're like wow that's amazing every you're a yes man you're a yes man out of the <laughs> gate like no no like anybody asks for anything i'm like yeah 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 um connor uh my boss has been such an amazing resource like for me as well steven our like global brand manager is like putting things in the perspective just because people like ask for something doesn't mean it's good for the brand but like furthermore like the way we operate at line doesn't mean it's good for skiing because two questions we ask ourselves, is this good for our bottom line? And is this good for skiing? Like that's two huge big things for us because we understand we work for a big company like and are on a pretty long leash. And this umbrella we work for like the Elevate Outdoor Collective has been absolutely amazing at letting us like execute our vision. So we like to make sure A, is a deck giving back to skiing and like, you know, the whole dynamic of, is it helping our bottom line? Because if those two things are a yes for us, that means that skier who's pitching a deck to us is actually going to be happy themselves and accomplish, you know, a pretty awesome thing. Um, so yeah, let's get into like a deck here. Um, there's a, a bunch of fun decks. I feel like some decks you get are clearly people pitching an idea in the winter that seems like they're just trying to pitch a vacation. <laughs> and like this happens a lot um i i will speak outside of line a little bit here like even working for other companies you get a deck it's like oh so this this surfing trip is supposed to be related to skiing like how like 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 how is that kind of going to help us as well as like trying to like talk to athletes and be like listen that idea is cool but you have 20 people written on here who's going to be involved that's a lot of people like we should narrow this the scope and the focus of this like not only for our benefit but, but for yours like you're not going to get noticed um so there there's a lot of different type of decks that we get like 
you know, kind of positioned in and oriented in. And I, I would say one of the more common trends is a deck just not having, uh, like, like a deck not having a good enough scope. Like you're just, you're, you're kind of like either all over the place way too far, or you're like so narrow that like, it's like, okay, you're not like, I don't know, you're, you're not Tom Wallace here where you can do a one man army approach here. You're gonna need some like assets to help you out. Not some like random, like unknown guy to support you up and coming pro. Like you need some people of substance to get this going. So I, I always find it fascinating, but like generally there are a lot of good decks too. Like the community really helps each other like talk and like, what's a good deck? Like what's like, what are we doing? I find a lot of these guys and gals are sharing decks with each other that they might've pitched to like Skull Candy or, or like their agent has sent them. A lot of agents are really great at like helping the athletes out with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's like a lot of different ways like we approach looking at that, but it all starts with a meeting. Like you send me an email, you pitch a deck. Like I hate more than anything, Adam, I hate <laughs> like back to the DMs. I get, I don't want your deck in, in my DMs. I get like seven, like seven or eight photos in there. Like, here's what we're doing. Here's this and that. I'm like, you know, we're, we're lying skis and we get back to everything. You can just be like, Hey, I, who do I talk to in marketing? Here's my email, jacob.thubayatlineskis.com. Like hit me up. Happy to, happy to help. It's public knowledge on the internet. But like a lot of people too, like this day and age, the sponsor tape's dead. You know, the sponsor tape doesn't exist anymore. So a lot of times this, the, the deck, like me rambling all over about this, you realize that this is like so important. This is like, it is the sponsor tape. It is. Yeah. It's, it's the new sponsor. And it's to put it like simply it's a, it's a pitch deck. I mean, that's what it is. And it's really saying, I think so many people, and I'm not going to talk too much here. Cause you're on a good one here, but like no, yeah, so many yeah, yeah. people, it's like, Oh, I want line skis to sponsor me. I want free skis. And it's like, nothing is free. They're giving you skis at the lowest level. We'll say, let's yeah. just take money out of it. And in return, you are giving them a product. So they're giving you a product and you're also delivering a product, whether that product be an on-hill ambassador, uh, a fire edit, a yeah. small movie, but like the deck is trying to show kind of saying, Okay, I'm Adam X. I have a podcast every week. My podcast does six thousand minimum six thousand downloads per week every week. So six thousand times fifty-two, I'm reaching. I don't know. I'm not good at math. Thirty thousand ears, three hundred thousand ears, thirty thousand. I don't know. I'm not a math guy, but like that would be three three hundred thousand ears, and then multiply that two six hundred thousand ears because we all have two ears. So like that is my reach. And then it's my yeah. social. And so it's kind of putting that all into one place. What is, I don't want to make this segment too, too long, but like what makes yeah. a deck reach? Like you see them, you see a hundred of them. What yeah. makes it speak to you other than the idea? Cause there's a lot of good ideas, but I'm sure yeah. a lot of good ideas get lost by bad decks. Yeah. That's such a, such a damn good point. I, I can't tell you how many decks I've read where I'm like, that idea is awesome. Like that's so good for skiing right now. But then the way it comes across is just so like half-assed, half-thought. <laughs> or, or, or also too, like again, I, I, I'll use a, I'll use an athlete that we are kind of like signing on a little one-year contract as a phenomenal example. Is uh, as uh, Val the Vibe creator on Instagram. 
Um, we're adding her all mountain, like just badass athlete. Like Val is fucking crazy. She like calls me and is like, Jake, um, I don't know. I don't know how, like, I, I'm like, Val, I really want you online. Like, but I, I'd like to like have a deck for like what you got for the season to just get things started. And she, she's like, I don't really know what to do. Like I'm freaking out. And I was like, okay, so here's the baseline Val. Like, like a talk to Anna, a Simon, our other athlete, like she's done a lot of these, like she can guide you, but here, this is all you need. Get your vision out there, make it personal. And, um, which the lights just dimmed in the room. Sorry. That's okay. But yeah, make it personal and then clearly list what you, what you're going to do and clearly list, like clearly list what you want. Like I want a deck that just has the full pieces of the puzzle. Like, inform me let me know what's happening and then let me know what you want so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the give give ask principle i use every day on social media like when i run a post give me give me the information give me what you're going to give me and then ask for something be clear about it like so that's that's a really good example and val actually um, honestly, I have never had an athlete submit a better deck and it was one of the most surprising decks I've ever gotten. This girl was so hesitant about submitting a deck and I got it and it like alpha out photos of her, like so beautifully done, like it, like just coming from the heart. And I'm like, this, that, that's a really good way to do it. And also there's so many free resources out there to, to help your process and making a deck. Not only can you hit up athletes, can you hit up brands to talk to them about making a deck? Like I'm always open. I've helped so many people make them, uh, but there's so many free tools like Agora Pulse to get social media metrics, to, to get your social standings, as well as just like, you know, like you, if you're making a deck, sure, ask for the world, but also when you're making a deck, it's always good to have tiers. Maybe tier one is just, hey, I want ski support this season in exchange for this because I wanna, I wanna prove that I'm worthwhile for the brand. A lot of people ask way too much. They want like, I want like 5K right out of the gate and I'm coming from the ski company. I love what Will Wesson always says. He's like, no, you kind of gotta like prove your worth with the brand and then you get more. Like Will really instilled that with me like when I first started because I felt like maybe we were flowing too many people's skis because I kind of had this freedom all of a sudden, and then it was like, no, I really like the idea of like, okay, prove it. Here's a 60% off code or like, Hey, I love the deck. It was great. But like no other brand's going to be able to offer what we're offering in terms of like social, like output. So, but here's like a code, I'm going to stay in touch with you. You can text me anytime, but here 60% off code, go buy skis for a year. You have a chance to prove to me. Like, yeah, you're and, and on you our radar. On court. Yeah. And them having a point of communication like me uh, or like Connor is just so critical too. Like I, I am so shocked how like grassroots and like, like grassroots on the back end of like the, like the amateur athletes and some of the younger ones, those guys are at getting their names out there and like using each other as a resource. Like we are a huge family here and it's kind of crazy how much like, like, I'm like, if you really want this, like you've got other friends here that are also trying to get, like elevate themselves like lemur with jed blue waters and uh, uh liam baxter and jed blue waters like out there like they really helped elevate their buddies up but they all were like yo dude if you want to be a part of the family here's what you got to do it's not like hey here's a free ride just because i'm with line so yeah there's so many different ways to like look at a deck and also it's like 
I don't know. Yeah, new mixtape. It's the new mixtape. <laughs> it really is. And I, I love that you said ask. Like, I think so yeah. many conversations just die in the wind because they don't ask. And that's, yeah. and it's not always asking for two, like, you don't have to ask for the world or like do tears. Like maybe someone really wants to hop on like a big platinum sponsorship, like put ask, who cares, but also yeah. give that lower option. But I do think so many times you get a deck and we get decks too. Like we don't get them like you do, but people, you know, we have a couple employees and like we get resumes or decks or people want to come on the show and they send us a deck because my job is to entertain. So it's like, what do you do? What's your, what is the point? Why would I have you on? That sounds like an asshole move, but it's the same question. And it's like, yeah. well, what do you want? What do you want out of here? Okay, great. You reach 10 billion people. What do you want? Oh, I just want a pair yeah. of boots. And you're like, Oh, Okay, well, we don't make boots anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Yeah, it's like, exactly. ask, like, here's, here's the, I don't know. It's, uh, and I find when the world I'm in or we're in, it's sometimes it's just relationships. Like I had yeah. an ask for you today and I just DM'd you yeah. and was like, Hey, this is what we're doing. I'm not going to leak it. It's not a secret, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what we're doing. What's your email? Again, what's yeah. your email? I'm not talking business with you in the DMs. Yeah. What's your email? Here's what we're doing. I'll send it over. Great. And if you guys don't want to do it, you don't do it. It's fine. But the relationships, yeah. I think, have made the ski industry so much easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, that's such a good point. We, I, I think we just need to start. All of us need to do our part to be role models for everybody else because there wasn't there wasn't somebody telling me what to do to get to where I'm at. It was, you know, getting back to that kid who wrote a shitty deck and being honest with them and also telling somebody like, Hey, like, like being honest and being straightforward is the, and, and being receptive of what people are saying. When you find the right person, you're going to find somebody that gives you the good feedback, gives you the bad feedback, gives you both. You never want somebody who's always just saying what you want to hear. And you never want somebody that's always just saying bad stuff. You want somebody in between. And I try to like at least be that for a lot of these young guns. Like I want, I will give you everything you possibly need to succeed. Like, but you have got to do your part is like my big message to like some of the young kids who are filming their first backcountry project or something like, hey, listen, there are stakes here. Like, are you ready? Like, are you ready to step up? And like, are you ready to do this? But I always find too, whatever we can do as individuals to give back and give that extra like, like two cents of like, okay, this is how a deck's written. Or this is how you, like, hey, I'm a little bit more lenient. You can slide into my DMs and this and that. But, like, not everyone's going to be like that. Right. Not every athlete sure. you reach out to is going to be good. But I always tell people, I'm like, hey, like, use me as a resource until you hit the big leagues of, like, what you're trying to do. Because not every Jake Dubé is nice out there. Well, right. But I think also our role as like these like we're like the kathy griffins of the ski industry right like we're like the c-listers right like yeah yeah that's that's exactly how i feel that, that like we're i'm andy dick too. like that is me like it's like but it's our job to like kind of open the floodgates and have the conversations because like tom walsh doesn't have 
time to answer all those DMs. I'm sure he tries. He does his best. But, like, he's just busier than we are in some way, shape, or form. And, like, so it's our job to, like, keep the gates open, have the conversations. And that's what I've been starting to do with this podcast. Like, this whole episode is... I mean, you're in the industry, but the two other guests aren't in the industry, and I'm giving them a voice to just, what do you want to talk about? Like, and I, yeah. that's fun. It's, it's, it's exciting for me, and it's, this one is educational, so that's why I wanted to do yeah. the specific deck pitch, but um, I want to keep this short. So thank you for taking yeah. 20 minutes to kind of give us an inside scoop on the deck. Uh, guys, just DM line all day. Ask them for free shit with nothing. <laughs> no, but... Uh, I do want to say, be conscious of who you're DMing, uh, whether it be a brand or an athlete. Uh, there's a human behind that. So it's really cool that we have these resources, but they get burnt out because we as humans ask them Googleable things is what I like to call them. Like, how much is a honey badger? <laughs> Jacob doesn't have to. He shouldn't have to answer that. He will, but like, we're, we're, we are so uh, you know I'm so conscious, and and I will always bend myself to just try to be there for for you guys, like or, or anybody in my field. But I can tell you that's why after this call, I'm getting to my therapy call for the day. I'm not even joking. In in a half an hour, I so, love like, it. Yeah. It's, oh, also, it's, it's definitely good to you know, like manage expectations and take care of yourself. Yes. On the internet. Is harsh a, it's beautiful and harsh and everyone should go to therapy <laughs> yes <laughs> agreed uh jacob thank you yeah this was great uh, introduce yourself a little bit so everyone knows who you are i think they understand the format by this point in the podcast uh who you are and what you're doing and we'll kind of go from there uh my name is noah dines i'm from Stowe, vermont and I like to ski a lot. And <laughs> next year, I'm going to ski 3 million human-powered feet. So in 2024, 3 million human-powered feet uphill for skiing, uh, skinning, booting, whatever. But a hell of a lot of uphill. Um, my first question is why? Uh, it's really simple. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Like on, on one level, it's really simple. I like skiing. Skiing makes me happy. I like skiing a lot. Skiing a lot makes me even happier. So the math quite simply says that if I ski a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, I'll be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot happier. That's like the, the most basic reason why. <laughs> On top of that, it's I want to do something really hard. Never in my life have I like, certainly not in school or anything like that, fully dedicated myself to one thing and gone all the way in on a single thing with one goal in mind and stuck with it for a full year. So I want to know what that feels like to be fully dedicated, to go as hard as I can, see what those limits are, where they are and, and, you know, push myself to a place that I've never been. The current record is two and a half million, right? Two, two and a half million vertical feet. Yep. Held by Aaron Rice, a stole local. Yeah. That didn't look fun. Like the video, the I mean that in like the nicest way. Like yeah, that, you no, know, I know exactly what you're saying. So, like I agree, skiing is fun. It's a riot, uh, and what you are going to tackle doesn't sound fun to me. 
which I don't know. I'm not an endurance athlete, but like, did this come from anywhere? Like what? No one wakes up one day and maybe they do. Maybe I'm wrong and says, yeah, I'm going to beat, I'm going to, I'm going to walk 3 million vertical feet with my skis on and ski, ski that too. I mean, I guess that's the advantage. You walk up 300 million feet, which means you ski down 3 million feet of vert. Yeah. You get to do a ton of skiing. Everybody always forgets that you actually ski a ton. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Aaron's didn't look fun. We could get into how I'll make mine more fun, which I'm pretty darn dedicated to. Okay. I've got a whole strategy. Can uh, we hear a little of it? Yeah. Uh, basically, it's by taking better care of myself and skiing lighter skis. Uh, Aaron was on really heavy gear, and Aaron and he'll say this, like kind of took this in like the most ski bum way possible. He just like started doing it, walking uphill. He wasn't eating right. He wasn't, you know, foam rolling, handling recovery, anything in that sphere, Aaron was doing wrong. Uh, So I'm going to eat right, you know, just eating a lot more protein and being really, conscientious of what i'm putting into my body handling recovery well and i'm gonna ski a lot lighter gear than aaron did what do you have any i'm trying to think of the best way to answer this without sounding like a jerk what um not a jerk just like jaded how how do you know what to eat like do you have a background in this do you have a nutritionist like how are you preparing for this uh I have absolutely no background. Like kind of part of my story is that I'm, I didn't play sports in college. I'm just a guy uh, who loves this and is all right at it. But you know, the internet's a wonderful place. Um, I just linked up with a sweet protein kelp based protein company called offshore greens. They're going to be doing my protein. Uh, And you know, there's a lot of sports science you can read and I've been at it in terms of endurance stuff for a f- four or five years now with some sort of seriousness and this fall I'm experimenting a lot with what works. I'm doing a lot of bot- vert and mileage right now. So that the internet, I'm lucky to be surrounded by people that do know this. Uh, I was biking the other day. I passed somebody and went like, yo, spinny. Then guy motors up and catch me right at the bottom of my hill and like unloads like a book of knowledge about <laughs> down to specific amino acids. So Stowe, Vermont is just, it's just filled with people that know and care about this stuff. So it's having that community has been epic. Where do you, crowd. where do you plan on doing this? Cause you have to ski. How much vert do you have to ski every day? Yeah. Say so my sh- math is it's, uh, I work around 330 ski days Okay, uh, because you're going to have to travel. There's going to be, you know, stuff will come up. Uh, and then that's 9,090 feet a day. I don't know if I've done that in my life, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a lot. Of it's skiing, a lot. Man. It's a lot of skiing. Uh, I mean, it's that's... a lot of skiing. What's stow? Uh, What's the vert of stow? Do we know? So, yeah. So yeah. 2k. Okay. That's 2, so, so it's, it's five laps. Stow laps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, to put it in, you know, on Mount Rainier, it's just under two times up the mere snow fields. Uh, you know, it's 
a few laps of the Palmer Glacier or whatever <laughs> up through the zigzag. Uh, but my brain, I ski so much of snow at Stowe. I'm just programmed to think like 2K lap. Right. Uh, so four and a half Stowe laps, which doesn't seem that bad when you. <laughs> a day though. Breaking it down. Yeah. And then you wake up the next day and do it again. And yeah, then you, you keep doing that. And my plan location-wise, I'm still flushing everything out uh, and waiting for some more snow to fly. I'm going to start and end in Vermont. I'm going to start and end in Stowe. I love it here. This is home. This is where my community is. This is where my people are. But snow is also not as consistent. The scheme's great here, but it's harder, especially early winter, to stack huge vert. Uh, so probably Utah, maybe Europe for the winter. Uh and then late winter, spring through midsummer, I'm hoping to head over to the Pacific Northwest, probably be based in Mount Hood. I've done some skiing out in the Pacific Northwest the past couple seasons. Aaron never skied in the summer. And I think like for my own mental health and joy, like sunshine and corn will be perfect. Yeah, I would and then think probably so. south. Yeah, you know, I, I just like skiing in shorts is my absolute favorite activity. Like <laughs> a little corn up the shorts, a little corn down the boots. Like, yeah, please, all day, every day. I hear that. But, yeah, it's just, it's just so fun. Like, who doesn't love that? Uh, and then probably South America, and then now we're into like August, September, and that's a long way from now. And we'll deal with that later. Can I ask what you do for a living currently? Uh, yeah, right now I'm doing I'm doing some tutoring. Um, I <clears throat> am kind of a teacher by trade, and then I've done a bunch of coaching little kids ski racing on weekends since I've been in Stowe. So how do we support this? This isn't cheap, even though it's like a no. cheap, like you, what you're doing is technically free right like you're just walking yeah but like how do we and you don't have to get deep like i'm not i want to deep dive into your finances but it's you're you're essentially taking a year off of of life and and dedicating as you said dedicating yourself to doing this so how do you cover costs are we going to make a film are we going to see a film uh obviously i know you have some support from brands but hit me a yeah, little. I've got, Go ahead. Yeah, I've got some brand support, and that's right now. I spend the vast majority of my worrying time worrying about making the money work. Uh, I don't have anything lined up to film. I would love to. I think that it will be a, a cool project, an interesting project with interesting people. Uh, I started to go fund me. I haven't pushed that hard, and you know, it's sending a lot of emails right now, and reaching out, trying to make some waves and trying to put it all together. It's going to be a pretty monastic lifestyle, but it's still going to cost money. Uh, you know, so that's my, it's a great question because it's, I'm pretty darn confident that I can walk uphill every day. Having the money to do it and like have a bed to sleep in every night is like a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's the, right now. it's the Aspen extreme. It's skiing's the easy part. There's yeah. so much that goes into this. I mean, social life and family life and like 
I'm not trying to spook you. I'm just trying to have our no, audience no, understand. I, yeah. Like I think it's yeah. I think about this stuff all the time because it's you know I'm gonna leave for a year. What do you come back to? Right. Uh, the skiing so. is skiing's easy. Like I love it. Skiing's the best part because you just postpone life, right? Like when I'm on a trailer or I'm walking up a hill or a mountain, I'm just like, oh, nothing matters. But you're gonna do that for yeah. a year. Like that's that's it's a feat in itself is I guess what I'm saying. I'm not trying to make it sound bad or yeah. it's just like, it's so no, no, no. much I more. Think I, when I made the decision to go do this, I was coming back from a bad date in Burlington, driving back from Burlington to Stowe in 89. And it was like, what am I doing? I was tutoring last winter, teaching, coaching on the weekends and stuff that I love doing. It's like, it's not necessarily like what I want to be doing forever. And I was like, why? People had talked about doing this one. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, why would I do that? I can't do that. That's that's for real athletes. I was like, ah, all right, Noah, let's <laughs> go. Let's just do it. And I think within that week, I had reached out to Aaron. I think I saw him on the skin track one morning. I said, so what would your thoughts be if I did this? And he was like, yeah. I think the first thing he said is I am here to support you the entire way. I am here for you. Let's do it. Uh, and then I was like, okay, sure. So yeah, there, there's a lot of unknowns. There's unknowns about the money, unknowns about making something really cool out of it. Unknowns about, you know, hanging out with people, unknowns about kind of the mental health aspect of it for my own mental health. For uh, sure. Yeah. Unknowns about everything. Uh, and that's hard. Yeah. I, th I mean, yeah. I think that's part of the adventure and I wasn't trying to, to spook you. I just trying to, I'm trying no, no, to no. really get the audience to understand like skiing is like the, that's the easiest part of this whole thing that I think we forget about, you know, the mental health, the, the, you know, having money to eat and places to sleep and sleep comfortably. Cause you're not, you know, you're not, you yeah. don't want to be sleeping in the back of a truck doing recovery. Like you want to be in a sauna no, and stretching work. and like, you want to be relaxed. You want to be comfortable. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, have you done, have you mapped out like how much time do you think you'll be skiing every day? Obviously that's going to change, but like. It's going to change. I think conservatively I can do 1500 feet an hour. Okay. Uh, Car to car, which brings us to what, like five, six hours a day. And are you going to get up? Are you a 4 a.m.er? Like, are you going to be done by 10? Um, it depends. I, my dream generally, and it depends on where you are. You For know, sure. Is I love split sessions. So you go out and then this starts to make the math seem a lot easier. If you go out and ski, say it is sunrise, whatever, 4K at sun at eight, you're done by 10, 11, you come back, refuel, sleep, and then go out for late afternoon, evening, night, whatever session, another four to 5K, 6K. And you've in essence bought yourself two days and 24 hours so that you're not like just sitting there burning holes through your feet for right. eight, nine hours, shivering, not eating enough. You know, you can only eat so much on the go. Uh, so that's, you know, it's a lot of time. It's a full-time job. Yo, well, for sure. In it's, terms of just skiing. Yeah. Is do you have a do you have a favorite snack right now? Like, is there something that you're like, this is my go-to. This is my. I mean, it'll change as you get into like fatigue yeah. and status, but um, 
I'm pretty flexible. I have a pretty good stomach. Uh, the one thing that I love to do is chew gum. Okay. I just like I'm sitting. I just love sitting on the skin track, just like ripping a big wad of gum. Just, just chomping. Straight up but is mid, there like a chomping? Like my buddy did the PCT, and anytime he got like to normal like life, if he like saw Seven Eleven, he just craved like a payday and a Mountain Dew, which is like the funniest thing. But that was like his. Yeah. So do you have like yeah. if when you get to a Seven Eleven, obviously it's gonna change when you hit like fatigue. Like we're. Planning. Oh, I love gas stations. So. But like, what is your gas station snack? I guess that's the proper question. Uh well, if I'm trying to eat healthy, it's like a Reese's. Okay. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm a sucker for the hot case. Uh, oh, okay. I I will go all in. Uh, <laughs> feed me that gas station hot dog. Give me that two hour old breakfast sandwich. I am going to house that thing. I love. I'm just that. gonna put it away. Like, I love that. So then, yeah. Let's talk. I want to talk again. I want to keep these short, but let's talk gear for a second. What boot are you gonna yeah. be in? Yeah, uh, the Fisher Traverse CS. The new latest one that they are. Boa or not Boa? Oh, yeah, it's Boa. Gotta I've have been on Boa. Boa boots for years, and I love it. Gotta have the Boa. I, and then what ski? Got it. All, all on Boa. Uh, I'm going to ski the Transalp 86 CTI Pro as my kind of big heavy ski. And then I've got a pair of Schemo Transalp RCs. They're like 690 grams, uh, just super light. And what just will decide that? Efficient. Uh, terrain and snow, uh, skiing, schema skis, not either in perfect corn or in a groomer is, uh, unpleasant, but skiing them, <laughs> skiing them on a groomer and in good corn and even like really like a little bit of champagne powder and that kind of stuff is t- fine. Uh, but then, you know, if I'm going out to go ski, I'm not just going to go ski resort laps. I'm going out to ski real backcountry, real lines, do fun stuff. Uh, then I'll probably be the 86s. Do you think you'll ever ski a fat ski or you're going to try to stay to like the 86 is like your number? I don't really think I'll ski a fat ski. Like it the, just, go ahead. It, they get so heavy. Oh, yeah. They're you're like doing considerably, so much but uphill, they're, yes. Yeah, uh, it's just that penalty will be massive. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm really and this is where like talking about having more fun than Aaron and not going through that suffering is I'm not gonna like get suckered into skiing a 105 and slog the day. Right. I'll take you know I'll take a little bit of a penalty on the down because. I'll be fresher on the up. I'll be able to go for the other lap and keep myself fresh. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a long play. It's not, yeah. which is hard. I mean, it, the way Aaron did it is arguably awful. Like it, he, but it was cool to watch. Cause he's just like stubborn in good ways, yeah. but he's like, I want to ski a fat ski and I'm going to, I'm going to slog this thing up the hill. And uh, there's a film, I don't know what it's called. Google Aaron Rice. 
and it's 2.5 million or something yeah yeah i mean it's you'll see it everyone who hasn't seen it you'll see what we're talking about and it's not this isn't the shot of aaron it's an amazing feat arguably even harder because of the way he did it um but there was plenty of times where it looked like he wasn't having fun and i'm sure there will be plenty of times where you're not having fun oh yeah i'll be deep in the cave i'm sure for weeks at a time and that's a reality um when do you start January 1st. January 1, 1 to 1. Yep. 1 1. Calendar year. How how are you preparing for this? I am running uphill a lot, cycling a lot, and sleeping and eating a lot. Really trying to nail my recovery and build into it so that I come in strong but not fatigued. Do you think you'll be ready or do you think it's one of these things that the only way to be ready is just to like train as you go and take care of yourself? Like once you start, you're in it and like, cause there are adventures that you do that where you're like, I can train all I want, but there's nothing. A hockey player isn't game ready until they're playing in games. I'm ready to go ski nine K a day for a week. Certainly. What it looks like after that, that feels like the big unknown. Right. Week two, week three. And that's that's where all the recovery and body stuff will come into play. So I'm ready. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm ready. Love it. Uh, no, anything else? Any other details you want to give us? Uh, where can we follow along? And like, I'm hoping ideally this is like a little teaser and January 125, which seems so crazy, but like, we're having this conversation and talking about what worked, what didn't work and all of that. So like, where can we follow you? Um, you know, if there's a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe, how do we get to it? How do we find it? Or do we just go to your Instagram? Like give us a scoop so we can kind of yeah. support you. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm underscore Noah underscore Asher underscore. You can just look up Noah Asher or Noah Dines. Uh, and, I've got a GoFundMe link in bio there. Uh, follow me on Strava. Noah Dines over there. Uh, so, you know, Strava for the numbers. Instagram for the the pretty pictures and <laughs> my thoughts. And uh, I'm Floa Dimes on TikTok if you want to see my amateur hour TikToks. Are you, going, are, are you going to be – are you planning on, like, filming yourself every day, like giving updates? Yeah, uh, still working on the content plan, but definitely spewing the world with my thoughts as they become more and more. I think surveyed. that'll be the bat. Like, I don't think to me following along is just seeing it organically. Like there's going to be days where you're just like camera facing your face and you're just like F this. And there's going to be days that it's like, look at this sunrise. This is the be most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life. And I think that's yeah. going to be the... I think to me, that's going to be the most beautiful thing is like, it's almost like the Truman show at that point. Like, it's just like, we're all watching and we're all trying to like, there's nothing we can do, but watch and like root yeah. for you from the sidelines. Yeah. I think that that's it. You know, I'm going to be in a lot of beautiful places doing cool things, hopefully with really cool people trying to find really cool people to ski with, uh, both from the ski world and beyond. And also, uh, you know, it's going to be doing really, really hard things day in, day out. And I love that. 
Yeah, I hope it gets easier for you. I hope it's just like you just hit a flow state and you just crush it. And, you know, what if you hit three? Like, is 2.6 enough? No, I want 3 million. 3 million is just such a nice number. If you hit 3 million in like August, are you done? Uh, No, I go ski cooler stuff. Okay. All right. I think that's, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I get to go. I'm still going to put up big numbers because at that point you want to see what you can do. But uh, I can then go transition to skiing, I don't know, bigger mountains, fast. My my final question is, do you have any doubts? Yeah, absolutely. A I man of his word. Be, I like it. It'd be, yeah, I think it's a man of his word. You got to have doubts. I think that's what fuels us. Yeah. Uh, cool. That was great. I mean, I, I, unless you got anything else to tell anybody, I think no. we just leave it at that. I mean, Noah's starting January one. He's going for Aaron Rice's record of two point five million. He's going for three million. Uh, him and Aaron are friends. I think we covered that. They get along. It's not. He's not out here to crush or to crush Aaron. He's out here to just prove himself and go skiing and have fun. <laughs> 